Hey, hey, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions, where every day you and I, we get together, we have a little bit of milk. Oh, milk, coffee. <laughs> we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2023, Lord willing, we'll make it from Genesis through Leviticus. Leviticus, that's right, Leviticus. Uh, today we're at Leviticus chapter 16. It's a very important, like it's a, like a key part of the Bible. Uh, but we'll have some coffee, we'll pray, and we'll get into God's Word. You ready? Nope. Milk. Oh, you didn't say nope, you said milk. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. What a blessing it is to uh, get to come to you and to read your word. Father, we pray now that you would please help us to understand it and that it would uh, impact the way we think, feel, live, and what we believe. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Leviticus chapter 16. All right, so Leviticus 16 is about Yom Kippur. Okay, Yom in Hebrew means day, and Kippur or Kippur means atonement. Okay, so Yom Kippur, day of atonement. So why don't we do this paragraph by paragraph? I'll read, how about you read one and two? And then I'll read four through five, and we'll keep going like that. And we'll talk about each paragraph as we just skip the. No, no. You'll do one and two. I'll do three through five. Do you do four through five? Well, I'll do three, four, and five. And then you'll read. Okay. Now the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they offered profane fire before the Lord died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at just any time into the holy place inside the bell before the mercy seat, which is on the ark, lest he die. For I will appear on a cloud above the mercy seat. Thus Aaron shall come. Oh, so, what's that section about? Uh, Aaron's going to go into the holy place. Yeah, he's going he's, he's saying, don't just walk in there. That's right. That's right, don't just walk in there at any time, right? But there's going to be certain times that he is allowed to go. And so that's what it's going to be talking about. Now, this this would add a little bit extra weight to this, not just a little bit, a lot of extra weight. Because when is God saying this? What's just happened? After the two sons. After the two sons have died. Did they approach God like he was holy? Nope. Nope. However they wanted to, right? And so now, uh, this, this is what the Lord's commanding about how he's going to enter into the holy place. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to read 3 through 5. Thus Aaron shall come into the holy place with the blood of a young bull as a sin offering and of a ram as a burnt offering. He shall put the holy linen tunic and the linen trousers on his body. He shall be girded with a linen sash and with the linen turban he shall be attired. These are the holy garments. Therefore he shall wash his body in water and put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats as a sin offering and one ram as a burnt offering. All right, so what's that about? Uh, what is she doing? All right, so he's going to bring two kid goats and one ram. And is he able to just walk in in his street clothes? Not like that's treating God very holy. No, he's not treating God very holy, right? He's got to take a bath. He's got to ritually cleanse himself. And he's got to put on the high priestly garments. Okay, okay. so why don't you do 6 through 10? 
Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and the and the and present them and present them present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of beauty. And then eight, nine, and ten. Then Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the scapegoat. Scapegoat, that's right. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord the Lord's lot fell, and offer as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be said to lie before the Lord to make a judgment upon it, and to let it go. As the scapegoat into the wilderness. Okay, so he's got the bull, right? The bull's a sin offering. And then he's got these this sin offering and make atonement for himself and for the for his house, right? So is Aaron holy by himself? No, so he's got before he approaches the holy God, what's he gotta do? Make atonement. Make atonement, make a sin offering, right? Uh, and but then he's got these two goats. And with one goat, what's he gonna do? He's gonna well, he's going to cast lots for them. Okay, he's going to cast lots for them, because who determines a lot? God. God does. And with one goat, that goat's going to die. But what about the other goat? That will be presented as a piece of... Well, one's, a, one's a, the one that's going to die. The other is the scapegoat. Yeah, but isn't it offered to the Lord alive and then let go? Well, no, so he shall take the goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle meeting. Then Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat which the which the Lord's lot fell and offer it as a sin offering, not a peace offering, a sin offering. But what about the other goat? The other goat's alive. But if you keep reading. Well, we're going to keep If you keep reading, it says that uh, this. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the escapement shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and let it go. Yeah, so there's one as a sin offering, and there's one that's let go. The one that's let go is the scapegoat. For atonement. No, no. It's just To make atonement upon it. <laughs> the one that's dead, its blood is what we're going to see is placed on the scapegoat. Yeah, it's not actually a scapegoat that makes the atonement. It's a scapegoat that's a picture. So good, good, good eye. All right, let me read 11 through 14, and we'll read more. And Aaron shall bring the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bull as a sin offering, which is for himself. And he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from the altar before the Lord, and his hands, with his hands full of sweet incense, beaten fine, and bring it inside the veil. And he shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the testimony, lest he die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side. And before the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. So he's going to kill the bull. Right? It's a sin offering to make atonement. See, now this one's to make atonement. This is the bull. It's atonement for himself and for his house. And then he's going to take the censer of burning incense. 
He's taking that from the altar, or the altar of incense. And when he goes with that coal, he goes into the holy of holy place. He takes some of the blood and he sprinkles it on the mercy seat. What's the mercy seat? Uh, isn't it like uh, the Ark of the Covenant right between things? That's right, the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant right between the cherubim. That's right. All right, so can you read 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19? Sure. 15 through 19. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering, which is holy. Okay, so now we have one of the goats, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's killed as what? Sin offering. Okay, and who's this for? Go ahead and keep reading. For the people. Bring its blood inside the veil. Do, do with that blood as he did the blood of, uh, of the bull. And sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy So he shall... Make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions for all their sins. And so he shall do for the tabernacle of meeting, which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness. Okay, so now he's taken one of the goats. He's killed this goat. And who's this goat for? God. For the people. For the people, right? So the bull was for him and his household. So Aaron wasn't holy by himself. He needed to cleanse himself and find mercy. And then he kills a goat for the people. And he's doing similarly with that goat because of their transgressions for all their sins. And then verse 17. There shall be no man in the tabernacle of meeting when he goes in to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out. That he make that he may make atonement for himself, for his household, and for all the assembly of his people. Okay, so who's allowed to be in the tabernacle during this time? Um, no one. No one. That's right. Right. So this whole time, it's just the high priest who's in there. Okay, yeah. verse eighteen and nineteen. And he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement, atonement for it. Mm -hmm. And shall take some of the blood of the bull, take the bull of the blood of the goat, put it on the horn of the altar all around. Then he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it, with the sprinkle some time, cleanse it, and con consecrate it from the uncleanness of children of Israel. Alright, so now he's out of the holies, right? He went to the holy of holies. He had sprinkled it on the, on the ark. Now he's out by the altar. And what's where's he putting the blood? On the horns, on the four corners of the altar. Right? So now he's in, in that outside place. So he's sprinkling all this blood. How many times is he sprinkling the blood? Seven times. Seven times. A number of completion, perfection, right? So like this is totally done. Like the feast of weeks. Yeah. All right, and then verse 20. Uh, and when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meeting, and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. So now this is goat number two. right? So we've had the bull as a sin offering for him and his household. The first goat as a sin offering for all the people of Israel and to cleanse the tabernacle. Now he brings a live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat 
confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat, and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. The goat shall bear on itself all their iniquities to an uninhabited land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness. So there's one person who writes about this and they say the scapegoat is kind of like the garbage truck of Israel's impurity and sin. Right? So he kills the one goat and now he's got the live goat. And what's he doing with that live goat? He's putting all the sins and bad stuff on that goat. And what what happens to that goat? Do they kill it then? Nope. No, like, we're just going to take you and put you somewhere well. No one else is going to be in That's right. It's taken out by a skilled person out into the wilderness to be a sign that... What's this, what the, what's the sign of this? What picture does that have? Kind of like Jesus. Well, we're going to get there, but it's this picture of like all their sins are being taken away. Right? Gone. All right. Uh, can you read verse... Oh, you got a big section again. 23 to 28. Okay. Then Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of meeting shall take off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place, and shall leave them there. And he shall wash his body with with water in the holy place, put on his garments, come out and offer the burnt offerings, and the burnt burnt offering of the people, and make atonement for himself and the people. The fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar, and he who released the goat as the scapegoat shall wash his clothes and bathe his body water, that the Lord he may come into the camp. The bull for the bull for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering, his blood was brought in brought in, brought in to make atonement in the holy place shall be carried outside in, in outside the camp, and they shall burn in the fire, their skins, their flesh, their ovals. And then he shall burn, then he who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. And afterward he may come out into the camp. Come into the camp, right? Okay, so now you're actually finishing the full sacrifice, right? Take off the clothes, wash, finish the sacrifice. And even the person who had taken the scapegoat away, he's got to wash so he can come into the camp. Right? It kind of reminds me of um, kind of like when an animal gets a disease. How's that? Well, like when an animal gets a disease, you might want to burn it. You might mm-hmm. want to keep clean. Like. Yeah. So the difference is, is the animal got the problem? Nope. Who's got the problem? The people got the problem. The people got the problem. And so we're going to go ahead and finish reading, and then we're going to we're going to talk about that. This is the last paragraph. All right, let's look at verse twenty nine to the end of, of the chapter. This shall be a statute forever for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls and do no work at all, whether a native of your own country or a stranger who dwells among you. For on that day the priest shall make atonement for you to cleanse you, that you may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest for you, and you shall afflict your souls. It is a statute forever. 
and the priest who is anointed and consecrated to minister as priest in his father's place shall make atonement and put on the linen clothes, the holy garments. Then he shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tabernacle of meeting and for the altar, and he shall make atonement for the priests and for all the people of the, of the assembly. This shall be an everlasting statute for you, to make atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once a year. And he, that's Aaron, did as Jehovah commanded Moses. So, here's the question I have. Do you think the blood of bulls and goats could ever actually take away their sins? No. No. What do you think all of this is a picture of? Oh, tired. Yeah. Um, it's more like this is, you're doing this, but this isn't how it's going to be forever. It's just like what it, it's going to be similar to this. It's kind of like a picture of what it's supposed to be, but it's not. And what's the picture supposed to be of? Uh, our sins taken away from us. Yeah, and how are our sins taken away from us? Through Jesus. Through Jesus, right? For the blood of bulls and goats could never actually take away the sins of men. But God sent his one and only son that he might be a propitiation for us. Right? Our atonement is in Jesus. Right? Jesus is our atonement blood. He's the one, right? If we confess our sins, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. And it's Jesus because of him that our sins are removed from us as far as the east is from the west. Right? Not just like the scapegoat into the wilderness. Can you still see the wilderness? Yeah. Can you see where your sins are? Yep. No, you can't see where your sins are anymore because if you trust in Jesus, can you see where the wilderness is? I'm saying is? If, if it's the scapegoat. Yeah, can you, see, can you see where your sins are anymore though? Nope. No. Right? This is the beauty of the new covenant. Right, that it's something even better than this. But can you imagine how much it cost Jesus to be our scapegoat? To be our atonement? Yeah, it cost him death. Right? Took absolute love. Okay, why don't we go ahead? Well, maybe I'll ask you this question. What impact does this have in your life? What do you think? That we don't need to be scared, that we might not be perfect enough, or mm. holy enough. Yeah, because is, is it our holiness? Nope. Was it Aaron's holiness? Nope. Was it the people's holiness? Did, was God surprised that they were sinners? Nope. No, but he, did he provide a way of atonement? Yep. Absolutely. Does he do that for us today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need to be scared, do we? Nope. You know, if we have faith in Christ, we can have hope. There's a lot of joy to be had in that. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to pray? Yeah. Okay. Father, we thank you so much for the salvation you have given us in Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you would please keep us. We pray that we would not stray from these truths. We pray, Lord, that we would always have hope, knowing that you are a loving and merciful God. Please, Lord. Let us know Jesus Christ, the Lamb who was slain before the foundations of the world, who has taken away our sins, who has sacrificed even while we were yet sinners. In his name we pray. Amen. May God bless you.
May you walk in the joy and peace of Jesus Christ, and we'll see you next time. Let's say bye. 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 Can I hit the button? Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.